the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Nice to be with you again on a Tuesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Beautiful day out there, and I hope we have a beautiful time together today because two hours is a precious chunk of your life. If you uh, didn't know that, didn't realize that, didn't uh, have the perspective, uh, maybe a little pep talk from our vice president will help you with it. The governor and I, and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here, and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, <laughs> right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. Wow. Wow. I mean, I'm going to shoot for being insightful and analytical, and uh, I don't know. That's a high bar for me to reach uh, here in the next two hours, but I'll do my best. I will have a lot more to say about Kamala and uh, serve you up a Kamala word salad for lunch as we approach the noon hour, progressing toward our handoff at 1 o'clock today to Dennis Prager. So I just thought I'd, you know, give you a little something there at the beginning of the show to fire you up. For the rest of your day, because uh, the passage of time is something, something she's noticed. I would highly recommend that the VP stay on prompter, on prompter, please. Don't riff, no riffing allowed by our empty headed vice president. Okay, we have kept track over the past year plus in Columbus of a number that is uh, quite scary, quite revealing about the crime in our cities, the murder rate. It was at a record level in 2020. It was at a record level in 2021. The number is lagging behind so far this year, thankfully. The pace of 2021, maybe 2022 will be the year that we don't set for the third year in a row a new record. Mayor Andrew Ginther can certainly hope so because, you know, honestly, guys like me will not Give him a break for all of his stupid initiatives that have demonized police, marginalized police, uh, diminished true law enforcement consequences for actions in the city. Should the murder rate in 2022 exceed the murder rate in 2021, which exceeded the murder rate in 2020. But there is another number. That bears our attention. I think it is an astronomical number, I might even say, based upon a conversation I just had with a colleague, an unfathomable number. And that is the number of 
car thefts in the city of Columbus, just by way of gauging what a, an ordinary law-abiding citizen would consider a non-threatening, non-alarming number of car thefts. I asked a colleague today, how many car thefts do you think occur in the city of Columbus in a calendar year? Now, I will confess that when he responded with a number in the hundreds, I thought, that's a low number, not a good guess. But the real number, I would not have even begun to consider. We are on pace in the city of Columbus for 2022 to have 10,000 cars stolen in Columbus this calendar year. 10,000. That's a lot. That's unacceptable. And so far, according to WSYS 6, congratulations, Steve Levine and your assignment desk uh, who have uh, prioritized this as a story. I think it's a story that I think when people hear a murder number in the 200s, we're chagrined by that. We're scared by it. We might. I have adjusted my behavior. Downtown entertainment options are not an option for me anymore. Don't want to go down there. Don't want to put myself in harm's way. Don't want to bring into the realm of possibility the things that are, at least according to my consideration, not possible if I stay out in my cloistered rural area. I know somebody could walk up to me out there while I'm mowing the lawn or trimming a bush, mulching my flower beds, and just shoot me for no no reason other than randomness. I understand that could happen. I understand that the likelihood of it happening is much, much less than if I'm walking along a corner headed to a restaurant, an entertainment event, a concert, something like that, and I happen upon somebody who's having a bad day or somebody who's been challenged by a gang member. And make no mistake, most of the murders in Columbus are gang-induced or gang-related in some way, drugs, trafficking of some sort, most, a lot of times human trafficking, not always drug trafficking. But I'm just going to keep my odds down as low as I can. But I I can't keep my odds down low on my car being stolen because I have to drive to work and I have to leave my vehicle unattended for long periods of time. And I'm going to tell you, if 10,000 cars are being stolen in the city of Columbus in a calendar year, and that's the pace we are on, it's happening everywhere. Because if you're a car thief, if you're a car thief, Where would you go to steal a car? I would go to where the best cars are. And I don't think the best cars, call me prejudiced, are in the same areas of town where most of the murders occur. No. If you want a nice car, a Tesla, a Beamer, a Mercedes, you are hitting the suburbs, are you not? Now, it turns out that the most popular car to be stolen is also, because of the way the manufacturers build the cars, the easiest car to be stolen. It used to be Hondas used to be the easiest car to be stolen because, A, if you want to steal a car, steal one there's a lot of. The more cars there are that are of a certain make and model, the greater the odds that car will be stolen. A ton of them. It'd be hard to have Lamborghinis or Bugattis be the most stolen car in the city of Columbus because there aren't that many 
Lamborghinis or Bugattis. Except in Alan Rogers' driveway, of course. But at any rate, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, you want, I mean, the, the most cars out there are the ones that are most likely to be stolen. But you also, if you're a thief, want to steal a car that's easy to steal. My guess is a luxury car is harder to steal. Most are equipped with alarms, blah, blah, blah. So the car that is most often stolen is either a Kia or a Hyundai. Modestly priced cars, guess what? They cost less because they're made more cheaply. But if you drive a Kia or a a Hyundai, uh, congratulations if it hasn't been stolen. Because that's the model that is being stolen the most. So much that one of the gangs in Columbus is calling itself the real Kia boys. (laughs) Make no bones about what they are. We are here to steal Kias. The real Kia boys. Columbus Police Commander Dwayne Mabry says these kids take a sense of pride in it. It's almost like a rite of passage for them to steal cars. Yes! Yes, Commander Mabry, it is. Now, not shocking at all is the fact that the cops know that this is gang-related, the real Kia boys and others, that it is exactly the same kids... They've been targeting since the inception of what they called Operation Game Over, which was, of course, the police initiative to stop the stealing of cars. Because funny thing about people who want to move into your community, companies are looking to relocate here. I'm going to guarantee you. I'm going to guarantee you. I, I wasn't in the room. I wasn't part of the brain trust that put the presentation together. But I'm going to guarantee you that when we marshaled all the great things about Central Ohio and sold intel on the idea of moving to Licking County. We left out of the presentation that if you drive a Kia or a Hyundai and work for Intel, you are coming to the Kia and Hyundai stolen car capital of America. I bet we left that out. So this is not good for the Chamber of Commerce image of Columbus that 10K cars. Do the math. 27 cars a day. 27 cars a day are being stolen in the city of Columbus. And of course, the danger is the number we started the show talking about, the murder rate, and the number we've been talking about for the last few minutes, the stolen car number, Inevitably, inexorably, the two numbers are going to intersect. Somebody is going to get killed, murdered, while their car is being stolen. Or, in the case of an incident last week, they found an 18-year-old dead young man murdered in a stolen car when the cops arrived. So this is yet another demonstration of the failure of Andrew Ginther and his policies, his initiatives. He can stand up and say all he wants to about it. Columbus is a great place. It is a great place. It's just not as great a place as it used to be. And it will cease to be the great place it could be as long as his ineptitude reigns over it.
Very sad news that one of the four U.S. Marines killed in a training accident off the coast of Norway on Friday uh, is a Central Ohio native, uh, 30-year-old Sergeant James Speedy of Cambridge, was killed in the crash. Um, Sergeant Speedy had a long list of awards and honors that he uh, earned as a Marine. And uh, Cambridge is a small town, a little bit bigger than the town that I came from. But in my small hometown, we had a um, soldier missing in action for years and years and years after the Vietnam War. And uh, that was always a source uh, until he was, his remains were returned. Um, You know, really um, a raw wound in our community. And I can only imagine what the people of Cambridge are going through today as Sergeant Speedy, 30 years old. I mean, a lot of people um, there who've now made lives, married, had children, um, went to school with him, I'm sure, stay in that community. Uh, Strikes me as a community where a fair amount of people remain. So uh, very, very difficult. His 13 years of service uh, in the Marine Corps, he's being returned to the States. Uh, Right now, the school uh, district uh, flew its flags at half-staff and high school held a moment of silence. So uh, very, very sad to hear that and um, certainly would um, encourage everyone to keep his family in your prayers as uh, this will be a very difficult time for them. Uh, we have a now a demand from military members, uh, some of whom have uh, clear, are clearly supporters of Republican Senate candidate Josh Mandel, a demand from certain military members who wrote a letter on Monday uh, demanding an apology from uh, fellow Santa candidate Mike Gibbons for the dust-up that happened in Gehanna on Friday when Mandel uh, confronted Mike Gibbons, when Mike Gibbons uh, rose to answer the charges that Mandel levied in the beginning of their debate with J.D. Vance, with Jane Timken, with Matt Dolan. So I had some more conversations yesterday with another political consultant about this. We were talking about the fallout of it, and my contention is that J.D. Vance benefits from this. I don't find it... I don't find it to be a coincidence that Thursday we had J.D. Vance on the show for the first time. Um, My forum here is open to any candidate running for public office who makes no, um, puts no parameters on the interview ahead of the interview. I will not have someone on who says, you can't ask me about this, you can't ask me about that. No, no, I control the interview because I'm doing that on your behalf. The candidate doesn't control the interview. So if they're willing to come on and answer anything, more than happy to have them on. Now, back when Bernie Moreno was running, I had Bernie on a few times. Jane Timken has been on, I think, twice. Jane came in studio, enjoyed that interview very much. She's like, let it fly, whatever you got. Uh, We have had J.D. Vance on now once. We have had Josh Mandel on numerous times. You say, why do you have one guy on more than you have another candidate on? Well, because they are always welcome, but some ask more often, do you have a spot? We'd like to come on and talk about this. This has happened in our campaign. We'd like to address it. I try never to say no. Now, I'm not going to have the same candidate on every day or every even every week. So I did find it interesting yesterday that J.D. Vance waited, 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 waited. His people finally, sometimes, you know, they don't know how to get a hold of us or their stuff comes into junk file and email, whatever. But we were not trying to keep J.D. Vance off, and I was more than happy to have him on, and I enjoyed my interview with him. And I think it served his purpose to get on 
in advance of the debate on Friday and introduce himself to you. I think he's a smart guy. I think he'd be, well, I don't know. I, I, I just want to know, like, with J.D. Vance, am I getting an authentic conservative or am I getting someone who's good at convincing me he's an authentic conservative? I don't know yet. I'm not saying that, I'm not, I don't mean to call him inauthentic, <clears throat> but I found it interesting yesterday that the J.D. Vance people reached out again and said, hey, would you like to have J.D. on to talk about this thing that happened between Gibbons and Mandel? So it's good to know my political instincts are right because they think they can make hay off of this, and that's what I said right away was, this served J.D. Vance more than it served anybody else because it now gives J.D. Vance credibility questioning the temperament of Mike Gibbons and Josh Mandel. Mandel has chosen this route in the race, this lane in the race. I'm going to be the pit bull. I'm going to be the the most Trumpy candidate I can be. I'm going to call out everybody. I'm going to be what's his what's his tagline? God, country. No, it's uh, pro God, pro gun, pro Trump. That's his thing. Pro God, pro gun, pro Trump. And he'll remind you, like seemingly with every passing breath, I'm a fighter. So he starts the debate. He rips on Mike Gibbons for taking for investing in a Chinese oil company. Gibbons gets up to address it. Mandel, he wasn't taking that. He's going to stop. I'm a fighter. He's going to stand up. He gets nose-to-nose with Gibbons. Gibbons is not going to back down either. Former football player, investment banker, successful guy. I'm sure he's not used to people uh, uh, confronting him. So in the course of that, Gibbons says, you've never served in the private sector. And Josh Mandel's like, I'm a Marine. What are you talking about? You know. So now the Marines... The other service members are writing the letter to Gibbons demanding that he apologize because they say they were insulted by Gibbons saying that their service was not noble. Well, he never said it wasn't noble. Here's uh, one of the veterans who wrote the letter, signed the letter. I would have done the same thing Josh did. I would have come out of my chair like a rocket, believe me. Um, he said the comment by Gibbons discredits him and every other veteran service to the country. No, it doesn't. I mean, respectfully, sir, it doesn't. Now, listen, I'm not a guy who's critical of military. Look at my Twitter. Look at my Getter accounts. That's not my picture up there. That's my dad in the U.S. Army in World War II when he went to Italy. I have enormous respect for the military and service. And I know exactly what military are. As well as I can without serving, I know what military service is and the sacrifice that it requires. Every time the national anthem's played, I put my hand over my heart, I stand as well as I can at attention, and I close my eyes for the first few bars, and I thank God for my father being the kind of man who would sacrifice his time to defend freedom and defend our country. So I don't think I'm disrespectful of the military. But as I said yesterday, serving in the military is not what Mike Gibbons means when he talks about Josh Gibbons, not uh, Josh Mandel, not serving in the private sector. The military is a government entity. It is the public sector. It is the most noble of public service, as I said yesterday. But it's not the private sector. It's not risking your own money. It's not building investment. It's not hiring people. It's not managing people. So you shouldn't, veterans, take offense. And I'm not trying to shill for Mike Gibbons. I don't know who I'm voting for. I'm voting for the Republican. That's who I'm voting for. I don't know who I'm voting for in the primary. But you should not, if you're a veteran, take offense at what Gibbons said. You don't like his policies. You don't like that he's a banker. You don't like like Josh Mandel. You like Timken. You like Dolan. 
your prerogative. If you're going to be against somebody, be against them for a right reason, for an authentic reason. Being against Mike Gibbons because he says that Josh Mandel's never served in the private sector, and Mandel takes exception to that as, well, I was a Marine, what are you talking about? That is not a reason to bang on Mike Gibbons, in my opinion. Now, J.D. Vance has an interesting moniker for what happened. We'll share it with you next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.